The Extreme Outlaw Midgets debut tonight at Millbridge. We've got Tuesday night big blocks again. Plus, Terre Haute promoter Scott Ronk calls out Flow Racing and NOS Energy Drink. Let's do this. Today is Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. After rain spoiled the Monday debut at Millbridge, the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series will finally get on track tonight to kick off their inaugural season. The season opener was originally supposed to happen at Farmer City back in March during the Illini 100 weekend, but those race nights were lost to weather as well. It's cloudy this morning in the Charlotte area as I work on the show, but the rain chances are very low today after we had some pretty heavy storms roll through uh, on Monday, so we should be good to go. We actually had some tornadoes around as well yesterday. Just as a quick refresh, the Extreme Outlaw Series were started by World Racing Group this year uh, as the return to non-wing racing for the organization and really the first time in decades. They're running non-wing 410 sprint cars, which have already had a few events, and then the midgets under the Extreme Outlaw banner. Casey Schumann is leading the charge for WRG alongside his normal duties as series director for the World of Outlaws late models. The Extreme Outlaw series, for the most part, is playing nice with the other non-wing organizations in terms of rules and schedulings like we've talked about in the past. But the question of how long that will be the case remains to be seen. If this new venture gains momentum and is successful, you have to think they're directly challenging USAC down the road. All of that aside, though, tonight and tomorrow are shaping up to be packed nights of racing at Millbridge. At last check, the entry list was over 50 midgets and it includes the biggest teams and drivers in the sport. We'll have entries from Keith Coons, Chad Bow, Dave Mack, Reinbold Underwood, with drivers like Kyle Larson, Chase Briscoe, Ryan Timms, Kaylee Bryson, Cannon McIntosh, Zach Dom, Brent Cruz, and Nick Hoffman. And you can throw in even a little more NASCAR flavor with guys like John Hunter Nemechek and Carson Hosevar also competing as well. I could be incorrect, but I believe this will be the first time we've seen Larson back in a midget since Chili Bowl way back in January. If you don't know about Millbridge, it's an eighth mile track here in the Charlotte area that puts on regular racing both during the week and on weekends. Normally, though, we see a heavy dose of outlaw carts and micro sprint action there. It's become quite the weekday hotspot, and you can often find Christopher Bell and Larson and Hoffman and any number of other well-known drivers getting in some laps uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. So it won't be the first time they've had midgets, but it will be the first time for an event this size with the midgets. So be a good opportunity tonight to check out some of the young and up and coming names in the sport, mixing it up with the heavy hitters. I'm not going to officially do win picks for the next two nights just because we don't really have any data, but Larson has to be the favorite. He's kind of become the Pied Piper of dirt racing at this point, uh, and he's won a bunch at Millbridge in the past. If you aren't nearby this week and want to tune in, Dirt Vision has the live streams. And if you are into midgets, maybe you're a modified guy uh, and you'll be stoked about some midweek short track super series action tonight. The South region for the Brett Deo-owned series is headed to New Egypt Speedway tonight with $5,000 going to the winner. With two races complete for the South region, Mike Maresca holds a very slight five-point advantage over Ryan Godown currently. Matt Shepard and Mike Guler are third and fourth, and then Jordan Watson, Mike Mahaney, and Anthony Perego are all in a three-way tie for fifth. Godown won the South opener at Port Royal back on March 20th, and Stuart Friesen took round two at Delaware about a month ago. We should see names like Perego, Mahaney, Freeze, and Watson, Matt Stangle, Godown, Shepard, and Ryan Cratchit tonight, along with plenty of others. Perego is the defending race winner from last year. He topped Mahaney and Max McLaughlin that night. As a quick side note, I haven't jumped into any stats and analysis for the Northeast Modifieds, but if you're looking for stuff like that, check out racestatcentral.com. 
There's a ton of information available there, very similar to kind of what I've done with some of the other series in the analytics section of dirttracker.com. It's a good resource if you want some stuff like that. Tonight's program at New Egypt also includes uh, includes Crate 602 Sportsman and Four Cylinders. They've got Grandstands opening at 5 and Hot Laps at 6.30. Short Track Super Series can be watched live all season long over on Flow Racing. And I want to preface this next topic uh, uh, kind of just with a little bit of background about me. If, if you are just tuning in for the first time or, or maybe you're uh, new to the show, newer to the show last couple of months, uh, I spent uh, seven years working at World Racing Group. I did web development. I did a ton of uh, event promotion and, and all, all sorts of digital marketing promotion for things like Dirt Vision events, ticket sales, things like that. And in the past, I have experience in event promotion as well. Um, it kind of doing some IndyCar things and some sports car stuff as well as, as my, you know, my college degrees in marketing and, and sports and things. So uh, I just kind of want to establish that before we jump into this next topic. But over the weekend at the Terre Haute Action Track in Indiana, the USAC National Front Cars had two races, one Friday and one on Sunday that had to be moved from Saturday because of weather. As we talked about yesterday, CJ Leary won the Friday show. It was his first ever at the track in USAC competition, and Robert Ballou won on Sunday. It was his third Holman Classic victory. We followed the progress of Terre Haute a bit here on the show this year, but if you aren't aware, the operation of the track was taken over in the offseason by new promoters. Scott Ronk and Bernie Stubgen are now running the facility, and in the months since, those guys have put in a lot of time and resources to fix up the place. They've put in a ton of new guardrail to make the track safer. They've made other changes and improvements to the facility, new buildings. They've torn some stuff down, all kinds of things. But apparently after the Sunday night program was complete, Ronk was unhappy with how things went and he took to social media to voice his frustration. In his tweets, he blamed Flow Racing for killing attendance and called out NOS Energy Drink and Lauren Albano specifically for passing out free drinks while his track is trying to sell a competing brand in their concession stands, bang any uh, energy drinks in this instance. Every USAC event is obviously live on Flow Racing, that's part of the deal, and NOS Energy Drink is a big sponsor for not only USAC, but also several teams and other series like the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. It's pretty common for NOS to have a trailer in the midway at races where they give away their product. And if you know anything about sports marketing, that's pretty standard operating procedure at sporting events kind of all over the world with sponsors and partners like this. I've been thinking about these tweets kind of since I saw them on Sunday night, and I wanted to kind of talk about them and point out a few things here. And I'm not going to come down on Ronk for posting them. He was obviously frustrated, and this was a way for him to vent about his frustrations. I have no problem with that. But first up, Ronk and Bernie and their crew have clearly spent a lot of time and money to make moves at Terre Haute. They're obviously business guys here as well, so they hope their investment in the track, obviously that time and money, will pay off. This weekend of USAC Sprint Car Racing apparently did not do that. Promoting races and running tracks are very tough things to do well, and sometimes you can do everything right ahead of time and still not get paid off. And for any number of factors, weather, traffic, the economy, the state of the racing, all sorts of things play into whether an event is successful or not. And as a guy that is as deep into dirt racing as Ronk is, I'd assume he knows that better than anyone. But I'm a little perplexed by his takes and his tweets. When you schedule certain series, you have to know that those races are going to bring certain stipulations. In the case of USAC, that means a flow broadcast and NOS as a sponsor. And I'm not intimately familiar with the USAC sanction agreements for these races, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that those things are probably mentioned in the paperwork that Ronk agreed to when he scheduled these races. Never mind the fact that I'm sure Ronk has been to countless races of this type in the past, so he's seen all of this play out in person. 
As the guy in charge of running the track, if he wasn't okay with these stipulations, why schedule the event in the, fir uh, in the first place? I personally think it's incredibly short-sighted to blame streaming services for a lack of attendance. But if you really feel like they're keeping fans from the track, just put on races that don't offer live streams. Or put on racing with the streaming services you control or heavily influence. There are plenty of examples of tracks doing things like this all over the country. In the case of this weekend, something tells me, though, that if Flo didn't broadcast the racing and Nas wasn't on the property giving away free cans of GT Grape and Sonic Sour, the financial results of the weekend wouldn't have been any different. We can certainly get into conversations about streaming and rights and revenue shares and all of that, but there's no question that having more racing available for fans to view is a net positive for the sport. The extra cash in the pipelines and extra uh, exposure are a good thing, full stop. And in the case of Nas Energy Drink, I find it interesting that he chose to attack a company that has pumped in as much money to dirt racing in recent years as they have. And it might even be millions of dollars at this point between their team and event and series sponsorships. I understand his frustration and it sucks to have a bad weekend and lose money. But I think his focus here is on the wrong factors. Do conversations need to happen between the series and tracks and streaming services about revenue? Very possibly. How do you decide who gets what pieces of the pie will be an ongoing uh, conversation here and one that probably doesn't have a correct answer? NASCAR and the other major racing series all over the world continue to struggle with what the most viable revenue models are. That's not uh, just uh, dirt racing at this point. That's all of these sports trying to figure out how to make all of this work. But with dirt racing and streaming, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube now. It's easy to look around and say that fans didn't come because they watched on Flow Racing and that's bad. And that you didn't sell more energy drinks at your concession stand because NOS was giving theirs away. But in reality, there are big, uh, bigger issues to solve here and those need to be the ones tracks and series are focused on. How can these events be marketed and promoted better and for reasonable costs? How can we continue to improve the ad track experience so fans will come regardless of the streaming options? What facility upgrades need to be made? These questions, and there are plenty of others in the same vein that have nothing to do with race, uh, races broadcasted over mobile apps or free caffeinated sugar water. Promoters can continue to blame things on this low-hanging fruit that don't really matter, or they can spend their time coming up with solutions and making things happen. Let me know your thoughts on this. Let me know your thoughts on Ronk's comments. I'd be curious to see what you guys have to say about all of this stuff. And speaking of the much-hated streaming services, there are three shows on the streaming slate for today. Dirtvision has the Extreme Outlaw Midgets from Millbridge, and Flow Racing has the Short Track Super Series from New Egypt and Flow 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.